Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Get Messy podcast, but we are doing our Get Spooky episode today. This is our second Get Spooky episode. Um, I'm Liv Joomer, and I'm here with my co-host, Max Max Landon. Landon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we have our crazy case for you guys today. I know you kind of prepped me for it, but I'll let you take the reins on it yeah so uh for this episode i did the uh did the research on this particular get spooky uh, topic and it's a story that a lot of people i feel like are familiar with but at least for me it wasn't until i really kind of went back and looked at the details of this case when i like for me to really like process like how like incredibly terrible and fucked up this case is Um, I remember being introduced to it the first time for the first time when I was very young and like staying up late and watching one of those like Dateline or something like that. It's featured on a million one of a million shows like Dateline. Um, But it is the story of the toy box killers. um, The murders of uh, David Parker Ray and Cindy Hendy. Yeah, I think I I definitely listened to a podcast on this a while ago. So I, I, I feel like I'm slightly familiar with the case, but like I was telling you, I, I definitely don't remember hardly any of it. I remember it being crazy, though. It's It's got... It's got it all. Um, definitely be prepared to be bummed out for the entirety of this podcast. Um, there's no real silver lining here. Um, but there are some really crazy facts that are associated with it. One of the things I realized when doing my research is that because this is such an insane story with such insane details, uh, a lot of different sources say different things. So I'll just kind of list my sources from the top. Um, I used Murderpedia. Um, there was a Reddit um, called 12 Morbid and Terrifying Details About David um, that I got some information from. Uh, also, uh, the FBI website. I think that just about covers it. Um, But one of the crazy things about this is there are potentially um, anywhere between 40 to 60 victims. Uh, However, only three of those went to trial and there were zero first degree murder convictions. That's actually crazy. It's insane. And one of the quotes I found in that uh, that Reddit I was quoting earlier is, the amount of depravity and lack of concern for human life in this story is enough to make you lose all hope for humanity. And I mean, I seriously, because, like, imagine if you were, like, just one of those other 40, like, I mean, I guess alleged, but, like, one of those other 40 people. Right. And um, another thing I want to just make clear at the top, some of these facts are a little bit, could be slightly misconstrued because they're based on what uh, David Ray had to say after all of this. So there's some things that we'll go over that are gonna give um, give credence to what he's saying, but at the end of the day, we have to understand that this is coming from someone who's clearly very mentally ill. Uh, so some, some of the details might have gotten, um, might get a little bit, uh, a little messy here and there, but for the most part, I tried to keep it as accurate and possible. Uh, there are, if you want to learn more about this, I would highly recommend checking out last pod- podcast uh, last podcast on the left where they do a multi-segment and really deep dive into it. It's definitely not for the faint of heart. You're going to hear more details than you are here, and that's a choice that we're making because I just don't really want to get too, too into it. But um, but there, if, if you want to learn more, there's resources out there. Yeah, and I guess we should probably say our trigger warning now, huh? Yes, um, trigger warning, any... Um, 
sexual assault, rape, murder, um, child abuse, porn, drugs. Uh, I was going to say you about listed it all. Pretty and much like everything. Everything. Yeah. It's it. It's all there. Don't listen if you're uh, if you're triggered easily. Yikes! This one's definitely a fucked up one, huh? It is, and so I'm kind of gonna go, kind of hop around in terms of the timeline a little bit, but I'm gonna kind of start at the beginning of the end for, um, for this uh, lovely couple, David Ray and Cindy Hendy. Isn't that a name, Cindy Hendy? <laughs> that like doesn't even sound like a real name. Yeah. Um, so this uh, this story ends on March twenty second of nineteen ninety nine. So keep in mind, this wasn't crazy long ago. You know, it was long enough ago that. I think law enforcement has evolved a little bit in the way they take uh, victim and sur- survivor's uh, statements. Yeah. But it wasn't crazy, crazy long ago. So we're not talking about, you know, 60 years ago, 50 years ago. I was, you know, I was alive in 1999. I was going to say, what is, yeah. that's, well, I was going to say like tw- 20 years ago, but it's not, not really. Yeah, a little, a little more than 20 <laughs> years ago. I feel old. So, um... And this ends when uh, 911 receives multiple calls about a woman naked with a dog tra- dog collar trying to stop cars. And this happened in Elephant Butte, New Mexico, or Elephant Butte. I couldn't really find the, pronou- the correct pronunciation, <laughs> but I'm assuming it's Butte. Um, and I'll kind of come back to her a little bit more, but just, so, um, just to kind of paint the picture a little bit, um, Cynthia Virgil um, was the woman trying to stop the cars. Um, she's from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, she was an alleged sex worker who was lured into Ray's car under the pretense that he was a cop that was arresting her. Following that, she was tased, blindfolded, folded, chained to a bed, and played this audio tape. Um, and I'll get a little bit more into the audio tape as we go. Um, you can find full transcriptions of it online. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. It's really nasty stuff. Um, there were certain things that I kind of thought about putting in here that... I elected to not go into as much, but the the it begins. Okay, bitch. We both know what you've been brought here for. I'm going to use you for a sex slave, and it's going to be painful as hell. That's the way I want it to be. So she was held captive in this um, this uh, toy box of horrors, um, passed out from the pain. Um, eventually, escaped because <clears throat> Cindy Hindi had uh, left a key on the nightstand when Cindy noticed what was happening. Um, a fight ensued. Um, Hindi broke a lamp on Vigil's head and managed and Vigil was able to, uh, stab Hindi with an ice pick in the neck and fled to a nearby trailer. Uh, both Dave and Cindy were arrested shortly after. So just a little bit of background. Um, so Dave grew up, um, it was alleged he was bullied a lot, which poor thing. Um, he was he was in the military. He was honorably discharged. He was married and divorced four times, and he has a thirty one dollar a thirty one year old daughter at this time named Jesse. Um, and there's about a six year difference between Jesse and Cindy Hendy. So kind of weird. Um, reported to have a troubled childhood. Um, there's different reports it looks like he was raised by both of his grandfather and father which seem to both be equally as abusive uh there's uh some reports that say that when he was a teenager he was gifted sadomasochistic porn from his 
um, his either his father or grandfather. I wasn't able to quite nail that down. Um, nice. And just a little bit of background on Cindy. So she was reportedly abused as a child, and her family did not believe her when she came forward at age 11. Uh, she dropped out at age 15, and she had her first son at 16, and two more by different fathers by her late 20s. I feel like we see this so often, where it's like, where these serial killers or like really crazy people have these really traumatic experiences in their childhood for sure for sure and it definitely you know we'll we'll get a little bit more into it but it doesn't sound like this was a case of kind of like a a stockholm syndrome thing there seems to be a lot of guilt associated with both of them yeah um so just to say i think she was probably pretty terrible before she met uh this guy and he just let her be even more terrible yeah and i feel like we see that too it's like where it's almost like like a match made in hell yeah you know like it's like two really terrible people find each other yeah um so kind of fortunately um she uh shipped her kids to her grandparents house and then she moved from seattle to truth or consequences new mexico ain't that a name truth or consequences (laughs) and it sounds like a drinking game yeah um there was some alleged that they were Church of Satan members. I don't think this was completely accurate. There was something that said um, in the toy box, which I'll, I'll get into exactly what we what I mean by that, um, where there was something like Hail Satan painted along the, you know, the, the walls, but there's no actual ties to the Church of Satan. Um, people, from my understanding, in the Church of Satan are usually pretty chill. Um, and there's honestly not a lot of... Um, information on what the family life looked like inside that house um but just i can imagine that it probably wasn't great so now i want to talk about the actual toy box so there's a little bit of well i found two differing uh reasons why they call them the toy box killers or what they're referring to when they say toy box i'm more likely to incline the second one um, because that's the way i was always aware of it so The toy box itself is a gigantic, I believe it's 15 by 20 foot trailer. Um, So not gigantic, but a large trailer. Um, And the estimated value of it and all of the items inside were is um, $100,000. So this was not a cheap plan. Um, This was something that this man took a really long time to construct. Um, And the debate is um, some people believe that it's called, he's referred to as the toy box killer because of the actual structure in which he played with his quote unquote toys. Um, and also that same trailer allegedly had a lot of uh, trophies from victims that he had in the past. So there's a little bit of debate there. I think it's because the actual structure looks like a toy box. Yeah. Um, and in this toy box, um, there's a gynecological table in the mi- in the middle with a mirror mounting to the ceiling, so the victim could see what was happening in like full time. Ugh. Always had full view. Um, there was whips, chains, pulleys, like le- le- leg spreaders, surgical blades, sex toys, but I don't even think you can call those sex toys at that point. Um, tools for immobilization so that him and his friends can rape victims. Um, also detailed diagrams of torture techniques displayed on the wall so the victims could look at it um and uh when the police did find this which was shortly after um shortly after um, she came forward to the police uh they were able to search this house so they didn't really have time to get rid of much right um 
Wait, and you said they kind of just, like, lived in the middle of nowhere? Like, how did no one notice this, like, huge-ass trailer? They live in the middle of nowhere. It's actually pretty common to have trailers like that in New Mexico. Um, They're just in, like, it seems like they're just in a kind of obscure location. Um, I think it has something to do with the way, and I'm basing this off of, like, some details I'm remembering from a podcast I listened to a while ago, so I didn't have time to double fact check this yeah but i think a lot of people who live in those sort of um ranch style homes uh would have those little um things that look kind of similar to that toy box or that trailer um just to like store additional items in because i think the houses out there aren't very large that makes sense they're like ranch style houses yeah because i feel like here if someone had like a huge trailer i would be like uh what's that right yeah so think like desert like Breaking Bad kind of territory like okay they actually had a hunting ground where the couple would find most of their victims um and it was called I'm kind of skipping forward a little bit but um the Blue Water Saloon um and the Blue Water Saloon is like a little shitty dive bar um somewhere in New Mexico um in the in the uh, elephant butt. Yeah, I was gonna say. Unfortunately, the Blue Water Saloon sounds like somewhere I would probably hang out. Yeah, it, it's apparently it's alleged that a lot of like uh, truckers and transient people kind of went through there. So that's part of the decision make the part of the reason why people think that they picked their victims here. Um, it was known that a lot of sex workers, you know, frequented these areas. So it was a lot of people who just unfortunately they wouldn't really notice if they went missing. Right. So, um, so yeah, so I talked a little bit about the actual, um, the toy box, so the actual, the trailer. Um, there was, uh, videos of lots and lots of victims in there, um, and then there was also an audio tape, which I kind of briefly talked about before. I'm gonna read the first part of it. Like I said, if you want to find out more, you definitely can, but just so you have a general idea for how, like, if you can just imagine waking up after, you know, being drugged and hearing this, it just it just adds a whole another layer of just like depravity and insanity to this story. So it says, Hello there, bitch. Are you comfortable right now? I doubt it. Wrists and ankles chained, gagged, probably blindfolded. You are disoriented and scared too, I would imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. For a little while at least. You need to just get your shit together and listen to this tape. It is very relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you in detail why you have been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you, and how long you'll be here. I don't know the details of your capture because this tape is being created July 23rd, 1993 as a general advisory tape for future female captives. The information I'm going to give you is based on my experience dealing with captives over a period of several years. If, at a future date, there are any major changes in our procedures, the tape will be upgraded. Now, you are obviously here against your will, totally helpless. Don't know where you're at, don't know what's going to happen to you. You're very scared or very pissed off. I'm sure that you've already tried to get your wrists and ankles loose, and no, you can't. Now, you're probably just waiting to see what's going to happen next. You probably think you're just, you're going to be raped and you're fucking sh- you're fucking sure right about that. Our primary interest is in what you've got between your legs. You'll be raped thoroughly and repeatedly in every hole you got because basically you've been snatched and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. 
sound kind of far out? Well, I suppose it is to the uninitiated, but we do it all the time. That's absolutely terrifying. And that's that's just the very beginning. It gets so much worse. I mentioned earlier um, some of the toys that they found for were for helping um, also uh, help his friends rape other people. So it sounds like they had a group of people. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of information out there about who may or may not have been in attendance to these types of quote unquote parties. Um, right. So they're probably still so around. There's a few. Yeah. So there's a chance that there's a lot of these people still out there. Um, and I want to talk about why it took so long to get caught because in this tape, he's alleging that he was recording this in 93. This arrest was made in 99. Right. I noticed that. that. It said 93. And I'm like, uh, that's six years. So at least then, and they, uh, they, you know, imply that they've been doing it several years before then. Yeah. With something like this, where there's this much thought, money and effort prepared to something like this. Clearly these people have done this before it's been going on for a while. It seems like they have a whole system. Um, there's a few reasons why the police weren't, um, why they didn't get caught. Um, part of it was due to the socio- socioeconomic status of the victims. Also, the police had a really hard time believing the people that um, did come forward. Um, partially, this was due to their socioeconomic status. Partially, it was due to the kind of attitude around sex workers at the time. Um, I should note that while a lot were sex workers, not all of the victims were. Um, and there's also a element of mind control that um, that you can learn a lot more about on last podcast on the left. But um, it's my understanding that through his military training, he was actually was able to use some techniques that were almost similar to like MK Ultra, like oh, mind okay. control stuff. Yeah. So they were. Um, so these women, most of the times, didn't remember uh, what happened to them, or would only remember part of it. Um, a lot of, they were oftentimes, you know, on the middle of the road, um, just found completely, uh, naked. Um, and, uh, there's a diary that was also found, um, when they were arrested. And this is a meticulously detailed reason why the count is so high. The count is thought to be so high, whereas the victims or the survivors rather are so low. Um, in this diet, or diet, in this diary, he implicates over 50 murders, um, and these are very, very uh, heavily detailed. Um, and I just put a little quote from his, uh, another quote from that great, um, great little dialogue he has, just to kind of talk a little bit more about sort of the mind control and this effect he had on these, these women. I get off on mind games. After we we get completely through with you, you you're going to be drugged up real heavy with a combination of sodium pentothal and phenobarbital. They are both hypnotic drugs that will make you extremely susceptible to hypnosis, auto-hypnosis, and hypnotic suggestion. You're going to be kept drugged drugged a couple days while I play with your mind. By the time I get through brainwashing you, you're not going to remember a fucking thing about this little adventure. So, um, while there were women that made it out of the torture chamber alive, um, one actually believed that her memories of race sexual abuse were actually no uh, more than bad dreams until she was contacted by the FBI. Um, And that brings us to another victim, um, 
Kelly Garrett, um, who had her interaction with this fucked up family on uh, April 24th, 1996. She was alleged to have a fight with her then husband and then went to Blue Water Saloon with the daughter of Ray, Jesse Ray. Um, she was then drugged, put on a leash, given date rape drugs for two weeks. Ray then took her and slit her throat on the side of the road and she still survived. What the fuck? And that's what I was going to ask you too is how did they snatch these girls? But I guess you just said like they got drugged because that's like so terrifying. What if you like literally went out to the bar to get a drink and then you get drugged and you end up in like this fucking toy box? Right. And um, I'll get into this in a second. But um, yeah, they had some they had some help. Um, So unfortunately, um, while she did survive and that was incredible, um, the drugs made her forget and everything else that happened did make her forget a lot. Um, she remembered that she was raped, but she didn't really remember bo- much else. Unfortunately, her husband and the police both didn't believe her, which resulted in her husband filing a divorce almost immediately after. Wait, wait, and this is the girl who got her, her throat slit? Yeah. What? What didn't they believe? I'm, I'm baffled. I'm not they thought really that sure. she slit her own throat? I mean, it wasn't... I, I did some digging about this. She definitely right. got her throat slit from right. all the sources I found. Um, I think that is gaslighting at its finest. Yeah, I think um, they just thought she was lying. I'm they really just thought not she sure. was like crazy or something. Yeah, clearly that's wild. I that see that's terrifying. If that happened to me, and people were like, mm, I don't know. She was actually identified eventually um, by uh, her ex mother in law, who. Um, saw a picture of a ta- I guess when the police were look initially looking they put out some pictures yeah. um some of which like the women had like tattoos and other things that would be identifying factors so she was actually identified by her ankle tattoo and wait I thought you said she survived wait I'm confused she would she survived but she didn't know what happened she all she knew was that she oh, had been because raped. of these pictures so okay. it wasn't until the police showed her a, a videotape that she was on that david ray had taken yeah that she like everything came flooding back gotcha so there's also um angelica montano who was um raped for four days um she was actually able to convince them to let her go um she to take care of her kid um she also was not uh not allowed not believed by the police um and she was actually she died um right before the trial so she was not able to testify um and just a little bit more about this family so we kind of made a little bit of mention to um the daughter uh glenda jean jesse ray everyone called her jesse um she's 32 at the time of the conviction um in 1999 um she's a lesbian um which doesn't really mean anything but um uh when her father uh when he was arrested for all of these gruesome crimes, apparently he, uh, she did try to contact the FBI about what he was up to back in 1986. So again, think of the timeline. That tape was filmed in 93. This happened in 86. So this was going on for a while. So like, who knows? And that's like when she tried to contact right. the police. And so literally, what if it was happening even before that? She, um, According to FBI agent Doug Benson, she alleged that David Parker Ray was abducting and torturing women and selling them to buyers in Mexico. Unfortunately, the allegations were so nonspecific that they couldn't act on her claims and stopped looking. 
But by the time 99 rolled around, um, she'd gone from, you know, trying to tell on her dad to actually um, being complicit in helping him kidnap and sexually assault women. So I feel like, you know, she was obviously in a very, very abusive relationship. Um, I think there's other people that are in similar, or grow up in similar relationships and don't end up, you know, acting like that later in life yeah Um, so not to give her any passes at all but that was um clearly she didn't really have much of a chance of a just a chance in general with this um with this family which is kind of why going back to like what i first said like i thought i think it's a good thing that cindy hindy kept her kids in seattle there's one good thing she did was that um so yeah, so I think w- one of the reasons why they were able to get these victims was partly through help of the uh, the younger daughter, and also, to me, um, it seems like maybe one of the reasons why they weren't able to get so many, they had so much evidence, but weren't able to get that many people to testify, because the victims I'm talking about here are only the victims that have testified, um, or died before they were able to testify, Right. Um, and there's only three of them. So, um, knowing that he was, uh, linked to, like, the Mexican drug cartel and stuff like that, there could have been, you know, additional human trafficking things going on. It could have been a lot of different, um, a lot of different things. Uh, but I just feel like that's necessary to say, because it's crazy, like, the allegations, the evidence, and then, like, the actual, like, physical evidence that they have just doesn't match up. They all have kind of differing stories. Um, so the trial, um happens and uh, they actually were able to um, beat two of the five cases um, and he was sentenced to 224 years in jail for kidnapping and torture um, and rape related cases um, Hendy his I'm saying wife and now that I think about it I don't know if they were actually married so <laughs> might as well have been his wife um, she received 36 years, and then there's another 36. person. 36? That's not long at all. Miss Thing is going to be out, out and about. Uh, yeah, she got 36 years in 1999, and then there's another person um, named Roy uh, Yancey who was also uh, arrested in this case. Um, I, don't really, I didn't really get into a lot of uh, in-depth information about Yancey because to me, from, the, from what I've been uh, able to find, it seems like he was just someone depraved who was you know in the same orbit as the um as the um as cindy and uh and ray and um probably a super like not good dude seems to not necessarily be as smart as the other two in terms of like cindy and her husband cindy and and ray um but uh he alleged that one of the other victims um, who uh, was never identified and they never could find their body, uh, Mary Parker, um, he said that Roy Yancey alleged that Ray um, forced him at gunpoint to murder Mary Parker, who at, on some accounts is his girl, is Roy Yancey's girlfriend and by others is just an associate. Um, so that's one of the murders that was reported, um, but they never were able to find the body. Um, I think Yancey did try to lead the police to where um, where they 
where the guy um, where they disposed of the body, but um, they weren't found. There are some rumors saying that um, Ray went back and rehid the body somewhere else due to the similarities with what Yancey said in his confessionals, as well as um, uh, the details that were outlined in the book. Yeah. Wait, question. Uh, wait, are you going to get into Jessica Girl? Did Jessica Girl get some time? I hope she did. Um, so she, yeah, yeah, I'm... I'm Yep. It's my next paragraph. Good. So, um, after her father was arrested, uh, Jesse was quickly captured and sentenced to two and a half years in prison, plus five years of probation in connection with her father's sex torture case. Evidence to suggest she was actually the mistress he was talking about in his video transcript, because he does refer to another woman who is not Cindy Hendy, um, and makes direct reference to her and calls her a mistress. Um, there's some people think she might be the person that he's talking about in those, um, in that audio recording. Um, she was, um, I want to say like poor gal, but like also all of, all of it like makes me so mad. I can't stand people who like, like the fact that she really went out and like drugged girls and like led them to that. Right. And I mean, there's there's some people on the internet that think she was way, way more involved than she actually got any time for. I tried to see kind of like where she was now, and I, there's nothing really out there to, to talk about that. Um, but throughout the trial, um, Roy Yancey did receive death threats from, uh, from Ray um, for snitching, uh, to not snitch. And... Uh, Cindy got letters too, but they were love letters. Um, he was extremely uncooperative, but eventually pled guilty for a slightly more lenient sentence for his daughter. Um, and he had to, and part of one of the um, terms of this was he would have to identify bodies. Um, but he died in 2002. So he served uh, three years and died eight months after he was sentenced. He says that he lost everything following his arrest including home material assets and health which is like duh do you that's, yeah that's not gonna make anyone feel bad for you literally and do you feel like he can't get any worse i mean pretty much so cindy cindy hindi is free and is um she was, well, she only had 30 years right well 36? so she was um free after being eligible for, eligible for parole in 2019 um she claimed to have known about at least 15 of the murders that were committed um by a stroke of luck she was released on a plea deal just as new legislation was making it was getting passed making it necessary for criminals to serve 90 percent of their sentences mm. i think the caveat here is like violent criminals um i could be wrong about that see i feel like her and jessica girl are just gonna team back up and find another sicko there's no like i said i tried to do a little bit of digging to figure out where both of them are nowadays there's really nothing following her release did uh, you facebook them oh my god we should look them up on facebook i mean yeah i i, I they probably have fake names I'm now assuming, they're probably like in witness protection especially, yeah especially if your name is cindy hendy like that's okay well not maybe not her but like the Wait, is her name Jesse or Jessica? Do I just keep calling her Jessica? It's um Glenda Jean Jesse Ray. It's they called her Jesse. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, I thought 
it's kind of interesting because she really kind of made that connection to Mexico with the FBI agent apparently years and years before. Yeah. So this guy, at minimum, if this if that was on the FBI's, you know, docket in 1986, that's a good. Ten. Fourteen. No. Thir- thirteen years. Is that right? Not no. Right. Nineteen. Right? No. Nineteen. To nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen eighty six. Yeah, nineteen eighty six to nineteen ninety nine. Four plus. <laughs> fourteen. Yeah, you're right. Fourteen. Thirteen. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, clearly, we're not mathematicians. Yeah. So he was active for you know. I would say it's probably safe to assume in some way, shape, or form several decades prior because you don't go from just petty crimes to having an entire, you know, trailer dedicated to sex torture in your house. Yeah. Um, That's so scary. That gives me, like, um, like Saul vibes almost. Yeah, and it's also really crazy that all of these other people that may or may have not been there in terms of the people who... Yeah, and you don't know what what they did. There was actually, and I meant to mention this, um, but I think I glossed over it. Um, This is just a really fucked up detail, um, and I thought about actually reading what what he said on the video, but it was like a little bit too much for me. Um, But it's, he alleges in the video that he also um, has them, uh, when he like restrains them, he has a uh, German shepherd that he like, bestiality, Mm. you know, bestiality. Mm -mm -mm -mm. So that is, I like literally can't even imagine the lovely feel good story about David Ray Park or David Parker Ray, Cindy Hendy, uh, Roy Yancey, and old Jesse. That's so crazy. So See, this is stuff a great like that exa- makes me literally not even want to like go out and like leave my home. <laughs> well, it's just a great example of like a, you know, justice not being served. The fact that Cindy only had to spend. Well, yeah, because in my mind, if you're knowledgeable of that shit happening, you're like just as well. Not even she was culpable. She was a she engaged in it as well. Um, I didn't mention this, uh, but in one of the uh, one of the other one of the encounters I read about um, Cynthia Virgil escaping, um, or no, actually, I believe. Sorry if I'm mixing this up, guys. Don't come for me. I believe it was so. Um, the victims, uh, Cynthia and also, um, the, um, sorry, I'm getting distracted, and, uh, Kelly Garrett, one of them, I can't recall which one, um, was, uh, like, she was, uh, like, zapped with, like, a, like, when, when I say tased, I think it was Kelly, because it mentions her getting tased, it's, she was poked with a cattle prod, um, an electric cattle prod by Cindy Hendy. So Cindy was completely compliant and, you know, participated in all of this, like, BDSM and, well, not, I wouldn't even call it BDSM, it's... No, because that's definitely, that's, like, I feel like that's completely different, because, like, people are consensual. Yeah. 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 Whereas they're literally picking people off that are going to bars and drugging them. That is so terrifying. And, like, the daughter being involved, like, that's even more terrifying. It's, it's super, super dark, um... And um, for the trial, um, both, um, like I said, they had a, these, uh, these charges came from Cynthia Vigil, Kelly Garrett, 
and um, Angela Montano, the one um, who convinced them to let her go, uh, but was a, uh, who died right before the trial started. So that's just the people that we know of. Um, there's also, um, you can go on the FBI website. Um, they are still actively looking for uh, things that might link different people to the murders of, to, to the murders of these people. Um, so if you go on there, you can see various different, um, what's the word? Not souvenirs, not tokens. I used it the right way earlier. Uh, when killers take things from their victims. Uh, trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, trophies like necklaces, jewelry, stuff like that is all on there. The FBI is still, you know, currently actively pursuing different leads with that. So, you know, hopefully some of these people that, you know, did not, you know, get named will find justice in the in the future. I'm I'm a little bit pessimistic about that, but there's over four hundred and one photos on the FBI website. That's crazy. So give that a check if you want. Um I also did want to just mention that the um I think I started talking about this earlier and got distracted. The victims, um or, or the survivors rather, um, of this uh, who did testify, they were um they showed solidarity in court. They wanted him to spend, you know, the rest of his life in jail so he could, you know, experience a fraction of what they experienced being confined in that small space for, for that time. And, you know, unfortunately, they didn't they didn't really get what they wanted because this happened so late. And it's just, it's a bummer because clearly this was on people's radars for a long time. The fact that some of these crimes were being reported in 96 and didn't get taken seriously until... 99 like that's sad mm-hmm. yeah i feel like yeah you see that a lot where it's just like things aren't taken seriously and then you know so much time is wasted so much evidence is lost um and now there's like so many victims that you know we can't even identify them and i just i feel for those families do you think if you were like a victim of some crime like that and you completely forgot everything like you didn't have like nightmares or anything like that would you want to like be told Mm, probably not right i mean i don't know i literally can't speak for those people at all but like i'm just saying if that were me and i'm living my life and like living the dream i'm i'd probably rather just live my life how about you I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like... I mean, I think I would rather not know. Um, It seems like with most of these women, um, especially with um, the second one uh, whose husband divorced her, uh, she had, obviously, whatever had happened, even though she didn't necessarily remember all of it, um, it ruined her life. I mean, in that her husband, you know got a divorce and all of this stuff or so i mean like but i feel like i would kind of want to know what happened to i I would just want that almost i don't know yeah i feel like there's probably so many people that like are they're probably struggling and like they they probably don't know why you know that was one of the things that stuck out to me was like the way that these victims or especially that the one survivor in particular was identified um just by that tattoo yeah someone who i don't even can you even imagine being the ex-mother-in-law and like putting two and two together no that's crazy 
Yeah. Well, so that was depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's a bummer. Um, I didn't really remember. I remembered how that it was really terrible, but I didn't yeah, that was intense, how, huh? How bad it was. So I started looking at some of the details. Um, and there's so many more that are easily accessible if you want to find them. I I wouldn't recommend doing too much digging because you'll find something. But yeah, so I guess that's the case things. of the the toy box killer, huh? Mm-hmm. Or kill is I mean I don't know why they don't call it toy box killers because it kind of feels like it feels like more than one to me. Well, yeah, I think she's definitely. Uh, I I would I would consider them the toy box killers. I think maybe he had more of the initiative and the capability to like, because you know we talked about his army experience and different things like that. Um, to kind of turn this fucked up fantasy into a reality of his. Um, and I just I feel like you don't see that level of dedication with. I mean, with serial, with really most serial murderers and serial rapists, I feel like, I mean, $100,000, he was probably planning on doing that until the day he died. Yeah. Well, yeah, he had his voice recording all set up. Mm-hmm. He's, didn't he say somewhere in there until he needs a new one or something? Or he said, Yeah, so that, that could just be the first of, that could be, there could be more before then. That's just the most recent one that so was weird. recorded. Mm. I hate it. I feel so bad for those victims. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lose-lose situation. Um, hopefully David Ray is burning in hell somewhere, and hopefully Cindy is not having a great time with her freedom. Yeah. Oh, Cindy Hindi. Oh, Cindy Hindi. Oh. I hope and she's I mean, a mid- miserable bitch. Yeah, and I feel like I don't even have to, like, wish anything bad on, like, the daughter because, like, she's... Her whole life is probably just a mess. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if she was almost, what, she was close to 30 when they got around, or she was 32 in 99, you've essentially lived your life with these two psychopaths. So I'm sure that has, like, a big, you know what I mean? Like, when you realize, I feel like that would become normalized, like, after a certain point, especially, like, if you're participating it and stuff like that. Yeah. So if she, if she's not an actual, if she's not a total sociopath, I have a feeling she probably has a lot of regrets. I would hope she has the regrets. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it comes down to. I don't know. Anyway. So I guess that's the story of the toy box killer. Yeah. Super, super sad. Um, Super fucked up. Uh, Not that it was anyone's fault, but just be careful out there, y'all. Yeah, don't be trusting strangers. Just watch your drink. It seems like they roofied a lot of people, so just be careful out there. Don't be going to Blue, uh, what is it, Blue Balloon Saloon? Yeah, in Elephant Butte or Butt, New Mexico. Yeah, don't go there. I wonder if it's still open. I kind of want to go. I won't be going. <laughs> I'm not attending. Yeah, I won't be going with you. But, yeah. Well, um, we have some, some other episodes coming your way with a sunnier topics. Yes. Um, but we I still want to keep doing these. I think we want to cover, well, I want to cover. I don't know if you want to cover. I want to cover the topic of feral people. Yeah. I think this is crazy. I've recently become obsessed with this because 
well, I don't really know why, actually. I feel like you and me had a conversation about it a long time ago, and then I, like, stumbled onto all these, like, podcasts and documentaries, and now I'm, like, I'm fully obsessed with it. Yeah, I remember when I first found out about the feral people in the Virginia Beach area, I, like, lost my mind. Yeah, so we're definitely gonna have to do a full episode on this, because I posted something on my Instagram about it, and y'all, y'all went berserk. Y'all believe in the feral people. I can actually probably get someone we're gonna interview the feral people no i can get someone (laughs) on who like has had encounters with them who like is from that part oh my god please have them call in i will i i'll i'll reach out to them right when we finish and see if they'll um they'd be interested in doing (laughs) i thought you were gonna have one of the um one of the people come on here like (laughs) 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 so yeah um new stuff coming soon um we'll connect with you guys shortly yes we did want to shout out um shout out the fans because we had a couple of new ratings we had some five star ratings um we still have the haters coming for us yeah but... we got a few more one star <laughs> ratings too or zero star whatever <laughs> we're assuming from the same group yeah some of the people they say they don't like us but they're very loyal listeners um but yeah, no, thank you to the people who have been leaving us some five-star ratings, leaving us some comments, um, saying that you like listening to us on your daily commute. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's kind of it. I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we shout out all the socials and kind of wrap up? I just love that we have listeners in Colombia. <laughs> Belgium has really Belgium been popping too. off. Yeah. Yeah, Belgium is... The girls love us in Belgium. We need to visit. We do. If anyone's listening from belgium <laughs> please hop on the pod we would love to yes, learn more about your culture okay okay let's shout out the socials and wrap up because i feel like we're over here just yeah <laughs> being crazy okay so um you can follow us at getmessy.podcast on instagram um and then I, we post all of our episodes like the full episode video which is my youtube which is l-i-v-d-u-m-e-r that's live doomer on youtube you can listen to us on apple Podcasts and spotify and then our tiktok is get messy podcast yep and then go ahead and shout out your socials it's uh uh, Instagram at MXLNDN. Um, so my name without any vowels. Um, and that's really the only social you need to be worried about finding me on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, same. I'm only, I'm really on Instagram and I, mine is the same as my YouTube. It's L-I-V-D-U-M-E-R, Liv Doomer. So yeah, follow us both. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. All right, guys. Stay safe out there. Yeah. Stay safe. All right. Bye. Catch bye. you next week. <laughs>